Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine, chiropractor, and functional nutrition practitioner, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. I'm excited about today's podcast, but before we jump in, I wanted to remind you to download this month's special gift at drjockersgift.com. From keto meal plans, smoothie recipes, to fasting quick start guides, we have a new complimentary gift every single month. To get your gift, simply visit drjockersgift.com. That's D-R-J-O-C-K-E-R-S-G-I-F-T.com. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. This podcast is sponsored by our friends over at Paleo Valley. And one of their products that I use on a regular basis is their apple cider vinegar complex. And I use it to help support my energy, my blood sugar, and to promote good digestion. You guys have heard me talk about the importance of stomach acid in the past. Stomach acid helps us prevent against pathogens. So when we eat food, pathogens come in like parasites and bad bacteria. Good stomach acid helps kill those things. It also helps us break down protein and absorb minerals and different nutrients. Well, apple cider vinegar is one of the best things you can be using to help promote the right amount of stomach acid to be produced. And that's why I take this with meals. On top of that, the apple cider vinegar, really it's really good for blood sugar stability. See, when you have blood sugar imbalances, that can make you crash in the afternoon and cause your body to hold on to fat, especially belly fat, which makes you feel hungrier more often. You have cravings. Well, good news. You can actually take apple cider vinegar. Research has shown that it helps reduce the glycemic load and improve your insulin sensitivity. And that is really key for all day energy. On top of that, it helps with weight loss by lowering your fasting blood glucose, by increasing your metabolism improving your muscle performance so you can crush your workouts, regulating your appetite so you feel like you're in control and you're not just driven by your hunger and cravings. It also decreases insulin and that's key because insulin is the fat storage hormone and insulin, more insulin we have in our bloodstream, the more inflammation our body's going to produce. So apple cider vinegar is powerful for getting insulin under control, bringing down inflammation and helping you burn fat for fuel. So what I love about the apple cider vinegar complex is it's a thousand milligrams of apple cider vinegar, about a one and a half tablespoons of apple cider vinegar. And then they also combined it with other warming herbs. They have 300 milligrams of turmeric, one of the most powerful anti-inflammatory herbs, 300 milligrams of ginger. And turmeric and ginger really synergize to have a powerful anti-inflammatory effect in the body. They're also great for the digestion, for gut health, for stomach acid production. There's also 150 milligrams of cinnamon in here. We know cinnamon is one of the best things for blood sugar support and 50 milligrams of lemon. And lemon really is good for stomach acid production, 
bile flow. It helps stimulate production of bile, pancreatic enzymes, so we can really digest our food optimally. And Paleo Valley, all their ingredients are all, they're all organic. So no toxins in there and it is really pure and it works guys. So definitely check this out. You can go to paleovalley.com, use the coupon code jockers at checkout to save 15%. I know you guys will love this product. Well, hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. So many of you guys have asked questions about what you can do for skin health, functional nutrition strategies for skin health. So I have got a great guest. This is Dr. Trevor Gates. She is the author of the USA Today, an Amazon best-selling book, Clean Skin from Within. And she's a founder of The Spa Doctor, Natural Skin Care Line. She received her medical degree from the National University of, Na of Natural Medicine. And she was the first woman licensed as a naturopathic doctor in the state of California. She currently lives in a beautiful area, Park City, Utah, where she helps patients from around the world achieve naturally glowing skin. She's been featured on various TV shows, including The Doctors and Extra TV. Dr. Cates has interviewed over 250 experts on the Spa Doctor podcast, and she's hosted her own PBS special, Younger Skin from Within. She believes the key to healthy skin is inner and outer nourishment with natural and non-toxic ingredients. And I certainly agree with that as well. So Dr. Cates, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here. Absolutely. And let's, let's talk about, I mean, you wrote this great book, Clean Skin from Within, in that book, you talk about how, how the skin is really a magic mirror for our overall health. So can you talk about that? Yeah, yeah. Well, our skin is our largest organ. It's right on the surface of our bodies. So it's actually a great outer reflection of our overall health. And I know that oftentimes with skin issues, people are quick to grab a topical cream to suppress a symptom or for women to wear makeup to cover up any kind of blemishes. But I want to encourage people to use your skin as a tool to help with your overall health because skin issues actually show up, you know, on your, on the surface as a warning, early warning sign oftentimes mm. for for various health issues. And so it's a great way to check in with your body and also with your lifestyle choices. Yeah, I totally agree. <clears throat> you know, you can really see it going on. And what are some of the key underlying factors behind imperfect skin? Yeah, well, I found that there are six root causes behind skin issues. And as I say these, you'll probably think, okay, well, this isn't just related to skin. And there are things like inflammation, mm. nutritional deficiencies, microbiome disturbance, oxidative damage, hormonal imbalances, blood sugar issues. So a lot of these um, warning signs show up on the skin. Like for example, one of the first signs of low thyroid function is dry skin. Now, of course it comes with a lot of other symptoms, but it can be one of the early signs or um, a condition called keratosis pilaris, these little bumps on the backs of, that show up on the backs of people's arms. Well, those are oftentimes a nutritional deficiency. So these are just a couple of examples of, of ways the skin gives us these early signs. Yeah. And there's a really strong connection between what's happening in the gut as well. And what's happening in the skin. There's like a, a gut skin axis, right? And when we have more irritation in the gut, 
I know it increases things like substance P, which when that's elevated for certain individuals, it also causes more irritation in the skin. It can, can lead to reactions like eczema and hives and stuff like that as well. Right. Well, the gut microbiome uh, is definitely connected with the skin microbiome. And there's yeah. uh, more and more research coming out that about this connection between the two. And of course, naturopathic doctors have been talking about the importance of gut health and skin health and the connection between the two. But it's really nice to see the research unfolding to show that connection. And yeah. that if we can help support the gut microbiome, a lot of times it can help with the skin microbiome. Mm. And at the same time, a lot of the skin microbiome support comes from the inside out, but at the same time, what we put on our skin is also yeah, important. That. that is also an important factor. You know, a big topic we talk a lot about on this podcast is insulin resistance. We know that there's certain skin issues like skin tags, for example, that are very, there's very strong association in literature to insulin resistance. What have you found with that? Yeah, the blood blood sugar imbalances are definitely, you know, and of course that's really to insulin and in, in that there are um, a number of skin issues that that show up with um, blood sugar imbalances and definitely skin tags have long been known to be one of the early signs that um, might be heading in the direction yeah. of diabetes. Um, so definitely something to be aware of. Sometimes pregnant women will notice more skin tags. So those are definitely things to be aware of. Now also with, with blood sugar, one of the other things that can happen with that is when we're eating a lot of um, high sugar foods or foods that turn to sugar and the blood sugar increases and then that causes insulin to increase. With increased insulin, that will trigger excess sebum production mm. in the skin as well as excess yeah. androgen activity. So this will actually trigger acne breakout. So mm. a lot of uh, people with, with acne need to take a good look at their, their sugar balance and see what's happening with that. And then also with sugar, it's um, related to glycation issues in the body. And of course that speeds up the aging process. Yeah. So when we're talking about skin and we've got increases and in, uh, blood sugar, we glucose will bind to proteins in the body. In the case of skin, we're talking about collagen that gives our skin that nice texture. Mm and firmness. And so when glucose binds to it, it can make it more rigid, less elastic, and that leads to more of the wrinkles, sagging skin. And of course, none of us want to look older than yeah. we already are. So um, lots of reasons why blood sugar is something we want to be particularly um, important. I mean, looking out for with the skin and of course the overall body. Yeah. And that glycation can also impact the coloring of the skin too, right? Like cause more of like a discoloration. Like as people age, you see that a lot where they've got like a discoloration in different spots of their skin. Yeah. A lot of times people call them age spots um, yeah. because they typically do show up more with age. But, um, you know, when we, when we're, uh, we've got a good, um, good, balanced liver, you know, detoxification mm -hmm. pathways that can definitely help, um, getting lots of antioxidants in your diet, yeah. all those kinds of things can help. Yeah, for sure. Now in your book, clean skin from within, which is an excellent book, guys, definitely got to check it out. We'll have a link in the show notes. You talk about five skin types. So let's talk about those. Yeah. So I wanted to redefine skin types because 
dry, oily, mature sense that those don't really give us a lot of information about what's going on behind the skin issue. So I, I redefined them. I gave them all um, human names because I see my all my patients as people. Right. So they're Amber, Olivia, Sage, Emmett, and Heath. And so each one of these has a, a few of the root causes associated with them. So I started seeing these patterns in my patients. So that's why I created the skin quiz. And, and I actually created it as an online skin quiz. So we will go to theskinquiz.com uh, the the to find out what their skin personality type is. Yeah, I'll have to check that out and see what mine is. I think I tend to have more drying. My, uh, my mom has psoriasis, and if I don't take good care of my body, I start getting psoriasis on my knees, right? Mm -hmm. I keep it at bay with everything that I do, intermittent fasting, a lower-carb diet, keeping my stress down, things like that. My mom really triggers when she eats dairy and nightshade vegetables. She triggers. And, you know, I grew up eating like lasagna and stuff like that. So, but yeah, I have that in my family and just dry skin in, in general, especially, you know, in the wintertime, I, I notice a lot more drier skin. So, uh, so I'll have to take that quiz and see kind of where I fall. You're probably an Emmett skin type, but let me know. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, that sounds interesting. I think all of us really want to know, you know, put ourselves in, in kind of a category. I think that's really cool that you were able to come up with those different skin types and I think that's great. You know, as a naturopathic doctor, you look at your patients as individuals. So you gave them real names rather than just lumping them in a category. And in that, in your book, you've got this two week plan to clean the skin. So tell us, tell us how that works. Yeah. So, um, so there are four different aspects of my two week program. They're clean plate, clean slate, clean body and clean mind. So the clean plate section or the talks about the foods to eat or the foods to avoid. And we already talked about sugar being one of those big trigger foods, but there are lots of foods that actually you can eat to help improve the quality of your skin. Um, and then clean slate has to do with the products that we put on our skin, what to avoid, what to include mm. instead. Of course, we want to choose more of the clean, natural, organic ingredients and less of the toxic ingredients, but we also want to be using skincare products that helps support the skin microbiome. And then the third section is clean body. So that talks about other ways to reduce toxins in your environment and how to support the body's detoxification pathways because skin actually, you know, one of these pathways of detoxification, very important to make sure that we're doing everything we can to help support our skin as a detoxification pathway as well. And then clean mind is about stress management and mindfulness practices because when we are stressed out, that triggers more skin problems. And so, and, and that actually worsens the skin issue. So, um, so uh, those are the four different categories. And then, so people can do things within each of these. And then when they know what their skin type is, they can personalize it a little bit more mm. based upon whether they're an Amber, Olivia, Sage, Emmett, your heat. Oh, that's really good. Seems really comprehensive with that. Now, what are the top foods that you're seeing trigger skin problems and are and what are the foods that you really like to emphasize when it comes to good skin? Yeah, so 
I mentioned sugar as being one and you, you mentioned a couple of the others, which are dairy and nightshades. Mm -hmm. Those are common ones that, that I see also gluten tends to be a big one for people. Um, so these are some of the top ones. Another one for, especially for people with acne is eggs. Eggs can Mm. sometimes be a big trigger food. Now, these aren't necessarily problem food for everyone. Like I can eat eggs. I found that yeah. I can, I don't have a problem with that, but, um, but these are the, I, I have 10 items in my book that I talk about as the top ones. There, right. there are actually other trigger foods that could happen people with skin issues, but these are the most common ones. Mm. So when people take them out for two weeks, it gives their body a break from them. Then I tell them about how to reintroduce them back in and watch to see if they're a food problem yeah. food for you or not. Yeah, it's so important when you're reintroducing foods coming off an elimination diet that you do it one at a time, you know, just kind of throw them all in there one at a time and try to be real intentional about observing for feedback. I think that's so critical. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now, besides diet, what are some other things that people can be doing to to help support their skin? Yeah. So skincare products, as I mentioned, we want to be really mindful about the fact that there are a lot of toxic ingredients in skincare products. And just because you put it on the surface of your skin doesn't mean that it's just going to sit there. Actually, some of these ingredients can can be absorbed through the skin and get into circulation. There are things like parabens have, that have shown mm. up in breast tumor yeah. tissues, um, if ingredients in fragrance like diethyl phthalate have shown up in human urine samples. Um, and so we want to be really careful about what we put on the skin. Plus, um, there are certain things that can help support the skin microbiome and things that can actually make it worse. And with the, the skin microbiome, we have this really delicate balance of microorganisms on our skin. And one of the biggest functions of the skin is to act as a barrier to the outside world. So it has this great barrier function with it. So it has certain oils, it has a certain pH, it has certain microorganisms. And so when we put things on our skin, for example, that are more occlusive, like um, like a mineral oil or a dimethicone or something like that. It doesn't allow our skin to optimally function that have that barrier function. Mm. So it will create imbalances and more problems um, in, with the skin microbiome. Whereas if we're using more natural ingredients, things like plant-based oils, and they're also we're also using products that are in a mild a mildly acidic range ideally in the 4.6 to 5 pH range that actually supports a healthy skin microbiome it helps mm. support that environment for our skin to be healthy and to flourish yeah it's really good most people don't realize that the skin has that mildly acidic um, nature to it And so what are your thoughts on coconut oil? Because I've heard that coconut oil really doesn't have that acidity. So although it's a a good oil and it it has a little bit of SPF, so if somebody wants a little bit of sun protection, there can be some benefit there, um, that it's not really the best thing to be putting on our skin. What are your thoughts on that? Well, um, 
I, for the face, I don't recommend no. straight coconut oil mm. because for some people it can be too heavy. Um, now that being said, we do use coconut oil in our cleanser and even mm. people with oily skin can use it, but it's yeah. not straight coconut oil. We have mm. other ingredients in there to help with surfactants and things so that it's easy to remove. And the other thing is not all coconut oil is created the same, right? You want oh, that yeah. always with plant-based oils, you want the extra virgin um, organic as much as possible. Um, but I do think that coconut oil can be used on the rest of the body, depending on what people are mm. looking for. It can be nice for really dry skin. It can be nice to be used on a dry scalp, um, yeah. but it, it is really thick. So it's not always the easiest thing to get out of the hair, <laughs> but um yeah. But coconut oil can be good. Now, the thing with oils is if something is 100% oil, of course, it's not going to have, we can't measure a pH for it. Yeah. But there are certain certain oils that tend to help support that mild acidity. So oils like argan oil is one of those mm. ones. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. I've used coconut oil as kind of like a, a body moisturizer for a long time. People have told me, hey, I, you know, I've heard different things about it. So it's good to know. I've always felt good utilizing it. My skin, I feel like, has has done well with it. But I've heard a lot of different things, so it's good to hear uh, that it's okay to use on your body. Hey, I just want to take a quick moment and tell you about my new book, The Fasting Transformation. I am so excited about this book. It is a functional guide to help you burn fat, heal your body, and transform your life with intermittent and extended fasting. Fasting is the most ancient form of natural medicine. And in this book, I take you on a journey to help you understand how fasting improves your blood sugar and your insulin sensitivity, how it shuts down inflammation in your body, optimizes your hormones, turns on fat burning, and helps activate stem cells and deep cellular healing. Guys, you're gonna learn so much from this book. You can check it out, The Fasting Transformation on Amazon or on our webpage, drjockers.net forward slash fasting transformation. So check that out now. You guys are gonna love the book. And if you have a chance, leave a review on Amazon. Thanks so much. Yeah, some people find that just coconut oil by itself is um, not hydrating enough, even though yeah. it's an oil and you would think it would be because mm -hmm. it's uh, the large molecular size. It doesn't really penetrate the skin that well. So mm. using something that has more of that moisturizer texture, but again, you got to find a moisturizer that's been in that more mild acidity, which is yeah. very unusual. So here's a tip though on um, the pH as long yeah. as it's not a pure oil, you can actually take uh, take, take like a pH strip and test the pH of your products. And if it has a pH of over 5.5, uh, it's gonna be too high for your skin. Mm. So look for more of that 4.6 to five or even 5.4, but going over that, it's just going to be too high. And believe me, I've tested a lot of moisturizers and yeah. unfortunately most yeah. of them are not designed with this mild acidity in mind. That's really good to know that you can actually just dip in. So it's kind of the same pH strip that you would test your sal salivary pH or your urine pH. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that will let you know. So yeah, those are easy to pick up. You guys can order those on Amazon. You can check out, you can actually test your moisturizers that you're using. Now, 
you know, when I go into Whole Foods or a place like that, and I'm in the home and body section, there are a lot of different brands out there and a lot of, a lot of, you know, key terminology that's used things like hypoallergenic, natural, organic ingredients. When we see that, does that mean that we can absolutely trust it if we're seeing natural organic ingredients in it? Really good question. Unfortunately, no, um, there's mm. not a lot of regulation, especially around the words natural, hypoallergenic, clean. These actually have no real regulations around them. Now, organic does have some regulations, and when people put organic, it needs to contain at least a certain percentage of organic ingredients. That doesn't mean that they need to all be organic. And as a skincare manufacturer myself, I do know it's it's hard to get certain ingredients as organic. So if something is you know 95 or even 90 percent yeah. organic, that's pretty good as long as the other ingredients are natural and they're not something that is going to be harmful, of right. course unless the other 10% of ingredients is synthetic fragrance or something. But um, when you, when, yeah, when you're looking at labels, it's better to look for certain ingredients or to avoid certain ingredients. Right. Yeah. Right. Big ones are like parabens, phthalates, right? Those are big ones. Well, won't be typically listed on the label. Okay. Well, paraben, you'll see at the end of the word. Yeah, like methyl Phthalates are usually under fragrance. Oh, so okay. if something has fragrance that there's it most likely it contains diethyl phthalate, which is used to help the scent last longer. Mm. It's like a preservative, but, um, but unfortunately it is one of these endocrine disrupting chemicals yeah. that is really important for us to be minimizing our exposure to as much as possible. So if you pick up a bottle and it says fragrance on it, unless it says like certified paraben free or something like that, most likely it's going to have the parabens in there. Well, the parabens, yeah. Or the phthalates. The phthalates. Yeah. yeah. It says fragrance on it. It's probably just hidden under that. But mm. if it's fragrance free, then yeah. um, that's one of the most common places you would find a, um, a phthalate. So that's a good place to start. Now, there are organizations like Environmental Working Group, EWG.org has yeah. um, a skin deep database. Um, the spot doctor, my skincare products are EWG Verify, which means we sent, you know, we sent all the products and they have verified that they are clean. There are organizations like that that are doing work to to uh, to help educate the public, and you can actually pull up products and see that they're rated. Like there's a number associated, and then you can find out why. Yeah, for sure. Well, tell me about your skincare line. I, you know, I'm seeing you through the Zoom. You got beautiful skin. Uh, I'm sure everybody that's watching this on YouTube is envious of your your beautiful skin there. So tell us about about your skincare line and how you created that. Thank you. Um, I, I just so you know, I've I've had uh, a lot of skin issues throughout my life. It's actually why I got really interested mm. in this area. I had a lot of um, issues with my skin as a child: eczema, hives, mysterious bumps. I have very sensitive mm. skin, and so it is one of the reasons why I got interested in this and why I ended up becoming a naturopathic doctor is because of my skin. Mm. And I could tell you, with everything, I have. Um, it's, I, I've had just about everything. I've had the acne, the rosacea every, throughout my life. I've had it all. Um, and so I've learned a lot from both myself and also from my patients and helping them. But, um, 
Well, with my skincare line, the reason why I wanted to create it is my patients were telling me that they wanted to choose a natural skincare line, but they weren't happy with the results. So I started when I was writing my book, I started looking at the research on skincare. And that's when I learned about the skin microbiome, about the pH of the products and how certain natural actives work to help support the skin microbiome. So, and because I couldn't find anything else out there that I could recommend for my patients, I decided to create my own skincare line. And I wanted it to be simple because I realized if it followed these certain principles of being truly clean and also containing certain natural actives, as well as the right pH of the products, that it really would, I could create one skincare system that works well for all skin types. Because a lot of what the, um, when people have oily or acne prone skin, a lot of that actually has more to do from the inside out. So, if right. so what I did is I created the system to go with the program of my book so that it's really more of this comprehensive inside and outside approach. That's really interesting. And really anything you put on your skin is going to also cross into your bloodstream transdermally. So you also want to make sure those ingredients are healthy because they're actually going to get into your blood and into the different cells of your body as well. So um, it's almost like, uh, you know, you really want skincare that not that you would, but that you could eat in a sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, typically what I tell people is that, you know, when you have your skincare products, you're getting ready to put something on your skin, think, would you put it in your mouth? And because right. that's a good way to just to, at least to make you pause and think, okay, well, why wouldn't I? And what's in there? And is it just because it would taste bad or because it would, it could really make me sick? Because um, there are a lot of ingredients in skincare products that I think people don't even know about. Like there's this whole group of chemicals called formaldehyde releasers. Mm. And it doesn't say formaldehyde on the label. It says things like, DMDM high dentwin. And you wouldn't know that actually right. when you put it on your skin, it releases formaldehyde mm. into the air. And yeah. we know that formaldehyde is, is toxic when it's in yeah. inhaled. It's we it's know it's been linked to cancer. Yeah. yeah. And so it's crazy that it's being allowed in skincare products. Oh, Whereas really when is. you know there are so many natural ingredients that work as alternatives. They do cost more, but yeah. it's worth it. <laughs> and yeah. so, um, you know, as a, a, when you're, you know, when I'm making products, I definitely am looking for things like organic essential oils, which are such a nice and better alternative mm -hmm to synthetic fragrance because not only do we not have to worry about the contaminants, the, the, the phthalates and things like that, but essential oils, organic essential oils also have health benefits to them too. Mood, mood enhancing benefits. Those sorts of things. So when you're putting your, using your skincare products, you're actually are, it's part of your self-care and it's such a great part of your day helping with your self-care. Yeah, this is so important because, you know, we're surrounded by toxins in our society. We're breathing them in. 
Um, you know, they're in our water, our food. We got to do the best that we can to help minimize our exposure. You know, we can't eliminate them completely. Our body actually has built-in detoxification systems that do eliminate these, but if we overburden our system, it just builds up and then, you know, we end up chronically ill. And so it's really important that when we can make conscious choices to minimize our exposure, it's really important we do that. And skincare is a really big exposure point for many people, particularly women, uh, even more so than men. And, um, you know, again, a lot of carcinogens in these things. So you want to make sure you're making a good choice and, you know, your skincare line sounds fantastic. And we'll have a link in the show notes. You guys can check that out. Uh, but, you know, definitely thank you for creating that. And obviously, I, you know, I can tell it's working well for you. Your skin looks great. So um, let's talk about, let's talk a little bit about the best foods people can be eating to help nourish their skin. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I talked about some of the foods that are the biggest trigger foods. And when we think about food, we want to think about food as medicine, right? And that we can either eat foods that would contribute to these, some of these underlying factors like inflammation or oxidative damage, or we can choose to eat foods that actually help protect us against these things. So anti-inflammatory foods, antioxidant rich foods, foods that are rich in essential fatty acids that actually help nourish and hydrate the skin from the inside out. So some of my, my, you know, my favorite foods are plant-based foods, like so many of the fruits and vegetables that are colorful, high in fiber. Um, there's so many of them that help with with, with the skin. And then also foods with beneficial oils like avocados and olives and wild Alaskan salmon. All of these are really beneficial for the skin. And one of, one of the reasons in particular why I like wild Alaskan salmon is it contains in an antioxidant called astaxanthin. And astaxanthin is a potent antioxidant, actually helps protect the skin from the inside out. So those yeah. are some of my favorites. Yeah. yeah, you know, you think about a wild caught salmon. So salmon actually swim upstream against the rapids and then they jump like 20 feet out of the water. So they have incredible mitochondrial energy production. And astaxanthin is, is you know, that's the ingredient in there that along with the omega-3s, <clears throat> you know, the astaxanthin is really helping buffer all the oxidative stress to produce all that energy for them to be able to have that kind of strength. So pretty incredible stuff. Yeah. When I have, when I feel like my skin is a little bit dry or rough, I love, I start craving cucumbers, radishes. Like I'll do cucumbers with uh, like lemon juice or apple cider vinegar. And then I'll put some like Italian herbs on it. Um, actually onions, I notice do a great job. Like I just feel my skin just feels so much better when I eat onions, um, radishes, right. The, I think it's the sulfur compounds. I've noticed, um, I just feel a lot better, uh, when I'm, when I'm doing that. So those are some of my favorite celery is another good one. So yeah, all, yeah, all really whole, good. The whole cruciferous vegetable family also yeah. is a, yeah, it's really great. You know, the broccoli, cauliflower, you know, that whole, um, uh, group of, of vegetables is really beneficial for the skin as well. But I mean, you know, I think one of the things that 
people forget about is eating a variety of produce mm. because oftentimes we're quick to eat the same foods over and over again. And what we know about the, the gut microbiome is that it actually flourishes as better if we eat a variety of different types of produce. And so, and then also getting in, if you know, like some kimchi or sauerkraut, those types of, of fermented vegetables can be also beneficial. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about like a day in the life for you. What are you typically doing? Let's talk about, you know, from the time you wake up, like talk about your nutrition, your normal strategies, the things that you're doing. I, I know all our listeners would love to hear that. Absolutely. So um, in the morning, um, you know, you've got, I've got an entire night with usually with a very minimal drinking of water or if any. And yeah. so I do like to have a nice glass of water um, when I first get up. Uh, I also, I make a smoothie. I use my, um, one of my protein shakes that we make at the spot doctor. And then I just put lettuce and usually a little bit of frozen fruit and either a glass of water or maybe my favorite these days is macadamia nut milk. So yummy mm. and creamy, yeah. uh, the unsweetened kind, of course. Um, yeah. So I have that. Um, of course, I do my skincare routine. It's four steps, cleanser, serum, moisturizer, and the oil blend. Um, do that every day. And I always like to take some time, take some time after I've, you know, uh, some point in the day, I've got, I've got three kids, although two of them are for the most part out of the house because they're mm. older, but mm -hmm. um, there's always a lot going on in the morning, right? But, but taking at least a few moments to sit and quiet and take some deep breaths, some meditation, some gratitude, some um, setting some intentions for the day. Um, and so that's how I usually get my day started. Get then, I, you know, get, get the, the daughter off to school then I can get outside, get a little bit of exercise before I start working as well. So you like exercising outside the best? I do. Well, I yeah. live in beautiful Park City. True. So it's yes. hard not to want to get outdoors here because it is beautiful weather. Even in the wintertime, it's typically sunny. So um, yeah, whether it's um, trail running or mountain biking, skiing, um, so many different things to do outdoors. I, I these days I don't go to the gym. I have a little home gym in my house. Mm -hmm. so I'll do a little workout there. Do you do you do some weightlifting or any any resistance training? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have a combination of you know physio ball and and some yep. free weights and some bands and a TRX. I've got the whole little setup. There down. you go. There you and go. You know, it's not expensive to set no, up. No, exactly. Big fancy equipment but it definitely gets the job done. Yeah. And you can do a lot with calisthenics too, right? Push-ups, yeah. modified push-ups, different things like that. Now, how about lunch? Let's talk about what you're usually doing for lunch. Well, these days, because it's cooler outside, I'm really into soups and stews. Mm, yeah. So, um, you know, a coconut um, curry veggie stew, mm. soup, or maybe a grass-fed beef stew if I want yeah. something a little heartier. Uh, then I'm, and I might do a side salad too, or some steamed vegetables, but usually I put lots of vegetables in, in the soup itself. So that way it just makes it really easy mm -hmm. in the summer. I'll usually do more salads, um, yeah. just cause I can get more fresh produce and, and, um, and it's, you know, warmer outside. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is a great time of the year for soups and stews for sure. And then what are you typically doing for dinner? Yeah, so um, we talked about wild Alaskan salmon. If yeah. I can get it and it's um, fresh, I will uh, definitely, it's one of my favorites, do with some steamed vegetables and, um, you know, maybe a, a yam, sweet potato kind of thing. Those are some of, some of my favorite things to do. Yeah. Maybe Great. if I want to treat like a, like a chia pudding or something along those lines. Good. Any, uh, any favorite herbal teas or beverages that you like? Yeah. I drink herbal teas all the time. Um, like a good, um, lemon, ginger, turmeric. Mm. If I have time, I'll make it myself, but, um, I also, you know, just sometimes get the tea bag tea is one of my favorites. Yeah. Being a naturopath, you've got advanced training in herbology, right? So yeah. So I'm sure you've worked with all the herbs and created all kinds of stuff. My mom's a naturopath. And so growing up, she had herbs everywhere, right? She was constantly <laughs> experimenting with them and stuff. So, yeah. yep. Now, how about any sort of like nighttime routine that you like to do to help wind down or to help help your skin or anything like that? Yeah. Well, I do my skincare routine again at night. Um, it's oftentimes too, when I'll do like a face mask or some, some other type of treatment at, in the evening. Um, and then I usually just take some time to read, to relax, take a bath, just have some time to unwind. Um, mm. and I, I really try and with a book to actually have a real paper book rather yeah. than you know, on electronic something or other, um, because you are just like trying to remind the the brain that it's time to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. My wife and I, we've been trying to get off our electronics by like 9.30 or so. And then, yeah, we just sit and read books, you know, to, typically to like 10, sometimes 10.30 and go to bed. Um, but yeah, it's a really good idea to, uh, to try to do that at least an hour before going to bed to get off the electronics. That's for sure. Dim all the lights and it really helps with your sleep quality. I've seen a big improvement since uh, we've shifted to that. So the screens can be so addicting. So you gotta, you gotta have a curfew on those. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, I know that you have this great quiz as well. So you've got your skin quiz. We, we mentioned it earlier, like the five different skin types, so where do people go to take this quiz and what, you know, like what are some of the unique things that they can learn from it? Right. Well, people can go to theskinquiz.com, find out which skin personality type they are. And so it really helps you help address the root causes behind your skin problems. And, um, and then also for people who get my book, it will help them kind of customize the program because in the book, I'll recommend different supplements, different certain recipes in the book that are particularly good for certain skin types. Mm. There are even some DIY skincare recipes in the book that I recommend for different skin types. Wow, this has been a really great interview. And so those of you guys that are out there listening, definitely check out Dr. Kate's book, Clean Skin From Within. Check out her skin quiz as well and her website, thespadoctor.com. And uh, Dr. Kate's, any last words of inspiration for our audience? Well, I just want to encourage people to start somewhere. I know sometimes it can be overwhelming. And just remember the four different areas that I talked about, clean plate, clean slate, clean body, clean mind. And if you can do one thing from each of those, at least once a day, you're heading in the right direction. And then over time, it just gets easier and easier.
And that was, that's really great summary right there. And uh, guys, this is definitely something that we can all do. And, and uh, improving our skin not only helps our self-confidence on the outside, but also at the same time, again, it's a reflection of our health on the inside. So we're helping prevent against chronic disease, helping support high energy, mental clarity, and uh, you know, just really being able to live the life that we want to live. So Dr. Cates, thanks so much for your time and uh, your expertise here. Guys, check out the links in the show notes that we'll have everything there for her book, for her um, her skincare line or website, Skin Quiz. So check that out and we'll see you guys on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody. Well, that's all for this show. And I wanna thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you wanna dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.